Yeah, but I mean, I don't even go to a grocery store regularly anymore these days. I just go to the farmer's market because mm. I live with my parents. And so one of them goes to the grocery store because they the go during the week. And then they're like, oh, I'll get what do you need? Mm, pardon me. I'm just going to be going to the farmer's market. <laughs> Podcast. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> going to put my ear, my earbuds. No, my sorry. I'm going to put my AirPods in my ears and listen to a podcast while I peruse the farmer's market for some kumquats. That's you. <laughs> I don't even have AirPods, so it's not me. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> I'm going to snip the wire from my, what are those called? Earbuds. <laughs> I don't think they a, work then. And I'm going to listen to a, I'm going to listen to a new podcast on, on, um, fucking, I don't know. Murder. I say the next generation. No, you're not a murder <laughs> podcast listener. No, I'm not a murder podcast person. I mean, we just got except a, for, except for cereal, which was great. Oh, Adnan Syed. Let's talk about it. should we squawk about it whatever it takes that rage will catch you through So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And straight from Elizabeth, New Jersey, it's me, Judy Bloom. You remember Ooh. me, Rachel? The famous author of The Freckle Juice and Are You There? Mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. it's me, Margaret. Judy Bloom coming at you from Elizabeth. I don't live in Elizabeth. Maybe I do. I don't really know. Uh, but I was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey, went to NYU, and that's as far as Pat got in the Wikipedia. How you doing, Rach? <laughs> What's going on? I'm doing pretty good, it's Judy. Good to see um I think that they're gonna name a rest stop after you on the uh, oh, the Garden State uh, Parkway. They fucking better. I'm one of the most famous New Jerseyites. Do you know how yeah. many hundreds of millions of Children have read my books like Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing and mm-hmm. uh, Freckle Juice. Did I say that one already? Yes, Freckle I juice, did. No. The famous, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Do you know that you one, You did Rach? say that one, yeah. You ever mm-hmm. heard of it? You've read it? Did you do the Ramona books? I did um, a lot of books. Or is that somebody else? I can go through them. I did super fudge maybe you read super fudge and maybe you read uh otherwise known as sheila the great which is another one i wrote of course and tiger (laughs) eyes i wrote tiger eyes and i wrote in 1971 the great then again maybe i won't classic book maybe you read that one maybe you read the ramona books are uh beverly cleary i just got you confused with beverly cleary are you fucking kidding me right now rachel are you serious? I, Judy Bloom from Elizabeth, New Jersey, comes on this goddamn show, and you're gonna confuse me with that hack, Beverly Cleary. I'm sorry. She couldn't shine my shoes. But you know that she doesn't have she doesn't have a rest stop on the Garden State Park. Damn right she like doesn't. Do. She never will. My nemesis, Beverly Cle- You know what? I'm going to tell you something, Rachel, right now. Uh-huh. I know the interior of every single house in all of New Jersey. Oh, my God. So what is with this? I tell you. If I want, I know where you, I know where you're staying out in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I could come, but you know what? I'm a very nice person. And what I would do is I'd come Are you? to your house 
and I would mm-hmm. read you some of 1969's The One in the Middle is the Green Kangaroo, which is a great book that I wrote. I've been doing this fucking forever. Are you kidding me? 1969, for heaven's sakes. How old am I? Am I alive? Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm alive. I'm killing it. Judy Bloom. Everyone knows me. You've heard it's of true. me. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am a little, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm scorched a bit that you confused me with that fucking wannabe. If you want to be mm-hmm. my lover, you better be Beverly Cleary. Wait, that makes it sound like we're together. <laughs> we're not. I hate her. <laughs> I don't hate her. She's a dear friend. She, she would be in on this joke. That's why it's all good. She would not be upset. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Madeline, what about Ma- is that what you asked? No, Madeline, who wrote those books? You know, do you know this is a pop quiz for you? Because I know I'm Beverly. Cl- I mean, I'm. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of the name offhand. I'm also, Judy you're not Beverly Bloom. Clear. I'm Judy, you're Bloom. Judy Bloom. <laughs> Judy Moody and the Not Bummer Summer. You know that one? That's not mm-hmm. mine. I didn't write that. Someone else wrote that. Who wrote Madeline? You don't know. I can't think of the name off the top oh, of my head. You're stupid. I'm not even going to tell you now. Wow, Judy Bloom is mean. Yeah, you're damn right I am. Ludwig, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Ludwig Bebelmans. That's who, uh, who created the character of Mad- Madeline. You remember Ludwig Be- Bebelmans. Definitely. Anyway, I'm here because you're still in New Jersey. I think this is the last New Jerseyan that you're going to, because next week's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is my last New Jerseyan probably, yeah. So you said last week you made mention you had had Bruce Springsteen on, and mm-hmm. then you had Chris Christie on. Brought Mary yeah. Pat Christie, but mostly Chris Christie. And you were saying you wanted to have a woman guest come on next, and I thought, yeah. and Pat thought that was correct. So here yeah. I am. What do you got for me? Ask me anything about New Jersey. Um, what's the state food? Are you fucking trying to quiz me, Rachel? <laughs> Are you? Is this deja vu? You think I don't listen to the podcast? I'm a huge fan. You know, not for nothing. Degrassi. Okay, okay, okay. Degrassi. The show, mm-hmm. Linda Shiler and Stephen Stone, they should pay mm-hmm. me royalties because I started these, this shit. I am the fucking forebearer of YA. True, true. Um, so, Judy. It's hot not- cakes. <laughs> I was going to ask, well, what's your favorite New Jersey food? Mm. Plums? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know what Mary Pat was talking about. Plums. That's a crazy answer. Or Chris Christie, whoever said that. That's a crazy answer. I don't know. They sounded very similar to me. I couldn't really tell them apart. Yeah, they did. Say, well, you could tell one was not on the microphone at one time because the voice would sound a little more distant. Mary Pat, Mary Pat Christie, though, is still under Pat's bed screaming. <laughs> I can hear her. She's like, well, get out. Chris, long gone. Chris Christie's long gone. Uh, my favorite New Jersey food, if I had to pick, would be um, hash browns. Do you ever have hash browns? A lot of diners in, yeah. in New Jersey. Lots of diners. Yeah, yeah. So I do f- love a good diner. Famous for our hash browns at the roadside diners, Judy Loom. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Judy Bloom, or what do you like, Judy Bloom or Judy Bo- Moody and the Not Bummer Summer? You like that? Um, Judy Bloom, Judy Greer, ooh, Judy Garland. Eh, really? I don't know. What do you got against Judy Garland? Just 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's seen her a lot. You've seen her a lot. <laughs> yes. <That's, laughs> so you don't like her? You're not a fan of her work? Well, I, I didn't see her by choice. She just was always there. Inserting herself into movies and yes, that's what she was doing. She was inserting her. She was forcibly going into. She was not forced at all by a studio who kept her up all night by drugging her and then giving her sedatives to go to sleep in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was doing that. No, definitely not that. No, Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. Judy Bloom. <laughs> I was concerned Judy Bloom myself wouldn't be that funny on the episode, but turns out I, I was wrong. I, I brought it. I say I brought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Judy's got stuff to say too, just like every other New Jerseyan, right? Yeah. You got an opinion on oh, stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. I got opinions about it. That's what I'm saying. You can ask me about New Jersey mm-hmm. or anything you want. Mm-hmm. I'll answer it. It's What's the best weather? Oh, in general, what's the best weather? Yeah, I like yeah, a sunny it, what's, day. What's the best? I like a sunny day. Okay, hot not, or cold? I like a sunny day. You know, uh, not cold, but not hot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like everybody else. Okay. I like a me- I like a medium day. Medium like, sunny day. Okay. I like a medium sunny day in the 70s. Beautiful. You know what? I because I'm a writer, I like to write and read. So I like to mm. be able to sit beneath a cha- a tree, mm-hmm. and read a good paperback. Oh, okay. I, I wait see, for I all books to come out in paperback. I can't with the he- with the heavy covers, you know? It's too hard to carry around. And then it's like, and then I'm always sitting, when I get the heavy covers, which I know that's what they're called, heavy covers, you heavy got covers, yep. the mm-hmm. dust jacket on it, and it's like, do I keep oh, it on, goodness. do I take it off? Do I keep it on, do I take it off? Sometimes I use it as a bookmark. Sometimes you use it as a bookmark. Here's my thing, it's my theory about that, though. Yes, that's actually gr- that's the only reason to keep it on because otherwise, I think the only reason yeah. these people are walking around on the subway with their dust jackets on the book is because they want everybody to see what they're reading. If they're reading some mm-hmm. smut, they take it off. If you're reading Fifty Shades, fucking Maximum, whatever the books mm-hmm. are called, you're probably taking the dust jacket off because you don't want people to know you're reading that, or you're putting something mm-hmm. else on it, like fucking uh, Judy Moody and the Nut Bummer Summer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Exactly. I can't I can't think of the book that I was reading, mm-hmm. but it's another book by the guy who wrote Train Spotting, mm. whose name also escapes me. Irvine Welsh, good friend of mine, great for he stayed in my <laughs> house in New Jersey one summer. We had a great mm-hmm. summer together. Was it Did you guys have hot dogs? A lot of hash browns, a lot of hot dogs, some plums. We okay. did actually have okay. plums. I don't think they're New Jersey food, but we did have them. Okay. What what book uh was it? Um I don't remember what the name of the book was, but it had a blow up doll on the cover. I don't know. I'm it not, escapes me I suddenly. Don't know. But... I've read all his books. I can't remember. Yeah. I've but read... I just remember being on the bus and like holding my book like this with my hand. Because you didn't <laughs> want people to, to see it. the sexy cover. Is it yeah. sexy? No. Yeah. I've had I've had two guys hit on me on public transit for the books that I was reading. Oh, so smart guys like being like, hey, mm-hmm. I like this. What are you reading? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dostoyevsky. Is that what you were reading? Uh, no, one time I was reading David Simon's Homicide that the TV show was based on. You love Homicide. In London. Um, and the other time was in New York and I was reading, um, Canal Scarred. So obviously that guy was really pretentious. Did you go on dates with either of these, these, uh, gentlemen? No, no. Mm -hmm. Did they ask you on dates or were they just kind of like, 
flirty. No, just like flirty book mm. conversation uh. on public transit. Uh. You know, I've read every book. Oh, all of them. Yeah, every What's book. your favorite? <laughs> I've read every book. Um, the Bible? No, I don't. I don't care for that. <laughs> I like, of all, I've read every book. I think my favorite book is Eclipse, the third book in the Twilight Saga by Stephanie Meyer. I think that's probably the best book I ever read. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Have you s- I learned I learned recently that the reason why Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction is that it was originally straight up Twilight fan fiction, but she had to change the names and all of the details yeah. that seemed like Twilight. So Oh God bless. You know, you make a million dollars in this industry, however you can do it. It's not an easy thing. It's you gotta true. say, go ahead. Me, I've made more than that. So Judy Blue. Oh, okay. Know? Made more millions. Than, I've made more than one million dollars in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've read written many famous books. That's true. What do you like? Which one of my books is your favorite? I haven't read any of them. You lie to me for Christ's sake. You I just know. say, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, and I'll be on my moseying way for heaven's <laughs> sakes. Lie to me. <clears throat> you never read I a Judy read Bloom book as a child? This is Pat. No. <laughs> Did you kick Judy Bloom out no, just to yell at me? She's coming right back. All right. It's me, Judy Bloom. Judy, Judy Bloom Blooms. Judy Bloomberg. Judy Bloomberg. That's me. Sister of Michael Bloomberg. Did you know that? <laughs> it's spelled differently. Mm-hmm. It's spelled the same. I changed. I shortened it when I became a famous writer. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's easier to put on a book jacket because it's a shorter name, so you can fit it on the front, mm-hmm. the dust ruffle. But I got to mm-hmm. get out of here. I hope. Do you have any more questions about New Jersey? About that? You I don't want think answered? so. Not right now. No. How are you liking it? You love it. You gonna move there? It's got a good vibe going. No complaints. Mm. You go to, do you get in the car and go, woke up this morning, got yourself <laughs> a gun. Ba-da-da. told me about the chosen one. You do that? Wow, Judy, you're really good at singing that song. Love the, from the Sopranos. I love that show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the Sopranos. You know who my favorite character is? Well, I'll give you $1,000 if he gets my favorite character on the Sopranos. This is Judy oh. Bloom. Judy, I'll give you a, thou- a cool thousand, and I'll be honest with you, I have it in my head, and if you get it right, I'm going to tell you. Polly Walnut. Bobby Bacala. I got to go. <laughs> See you later, Rich. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you get you got oh Judy my Bloom? You were asking for Molly Pitchers but, last week, but yeah, I said, you it's know okay. what? You don't. Judy Bloom's more famous. I said, I'm going to. Also gonna, has a rest up. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to look up mm-hmm. the famous people in New Jersey, and I'm going to pick the first woman that pops up. And it was Judy Bloom. There she was. Oh, man. <sighs> what a great, what a great get. I didn't think, I was a little concerned she wouldn't provide many laughs. But once she, she started, did. once she started talking shit about Beverly Cleary, I knew we were in, we were pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> if Just because I managed to bring up Beverly Cleary. You saved the segment, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, kudos to you, I try. my friend. Kudos to you. And with that, I'll say, how you doing, my friend? How you doing, Rach? I'm doing pretty good, pal. Um, I had a good weekend. I went up to Montclair, New Jersey to visit our pals, Kendall and Bill. Um, you know that also near, I don't know if it's in Montclair, if it's near Montclair. We did not manage to go this time, but um, maybe the next time I'm up there, um, is the, uh, the shop from the last scene in The Sopranos. Woke up this morning, <laughs> got yourself a gun. Wow, you sound just like Judy Blue. <laughs> Mama never told me a uh, chosen, born under a bad sign with a blue moon in your eyes, right? 
Yeah. Where was it? Yeah. The shop from the, the oh the diner? Yeah, yeah. It's actually an ice cream shop. Oh, fabulous! Did you go in? No, we didn't make it there. But next time I go up, it's uh, I'll go there. But um, I also did take the Garden State Parkway the whole way, and I got to see the newly renamed John Bon Jovi rest stop. And let me tell you. It's Pizza Man. Is it? Like, not only is it just hilarious to be driving on the highway and suddenly there's a sign that's like, two miles, John Bon Jovi rest stop, which is just, it's great. But then you get there and there's a giant sign on the front that says John Bon Jovi with a guitar. Mm. And... Wait. Then you go to like there's a guitar logo above where it says John Bon Jovi. I thought, it's, I thought you, it's literally said John Bon Jovi with a guitar, and I was like, "That's confusing." Oh no, that would be really amazing. And then you go to walk in, and you're standing in. There's like a little like like a an outside area. There's like a a covered patio kind of thing, and there's a giant quote from John Bon Jovi on the ground, and they are piping in Bon Jovi music. And then you walk in and there is just like memorabilia like all over. Oh my God. It is like worth the trip. Um, I don't know how good any of the other ones that they've made so far are. I know there's a Judy Bloom one. Um, there's a Toni Morrison one. There's going to be a Connie Chung one and a James Gandolfini. <laughs> Born under a bad sun with a... Um... <laughs> How a, a Whitney Houston also? There's gonna be a Whitney Houston. I thought about do it. I've had bringing old Whitney on, but then I thought that would be sad. So I brought. Yeah, you it would be sad. Yeah. the The best thing about the John Bon Jovi Memorial fucking center <laughs> is thinking about Richie Sambora like driving on the Garden State Parkway and seeing it like to and being like mm-hmm. this motherfucker. Like, so mad, <laughs> poor Richie Sambora. They got to get Richie Sambora. They should get a Richie Sambora one. They should get a Tico Torres one. They should get a one for all the Bon Joviites, you know? It's Mm -hmm. my life. It's now or never. You love that song. (laughs) It's your favorite. Sav in this episode says, It's my life. It says, No, I wrote it down. (laughs) To his mom and dad. It's like, If only we had done this like a week ago. It's my life. I'll date who I want. I'm not this episode. It's my life instead. <laughs> I just want to so, marry whoever I want. My 17 year old girlfriend. That's the part where it goes, It's my life at the end. I was going to say, It's on ya would probably oh, work fuck better. Fuck you. That, <laughs> see, when you, when you, that's the thing. When it's just going through the, in your head, you just say whatever yeah. happens, but that's the best. Yeah. Then you think about it. It's on yeah. Oh God, that's so much better. Good for mm-hmm. you, Rachel. And then when he's doing that bow bow, yeah. it could just be saying banania. Savanya. Savanya banania. That's the couple name. Savanya banania. Savanya. Savanya banania. Like Frank is said Savanya banania. I'm gonna wake up my whole family. Ready to murder me right now. <laughs> oh, we're not even to that part of the episode yet, so we'll have to return to it again. Sav- How Sav- are you doing, pal? Savanya Banania. Doing yeah, yeah. Banania. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boring. I just have, you know, the same fucking stories all the time. You know what I mean? A couple mm-hmm. of weeks, I'm going to go see f- f- one, two, 
five concerts, one, two, four concerts oh, wow. in seven days. Whoa. Um, Who are you seeing? I'm going to see Jeff Rosenstock and then a day off and then the whole city. And then a day off, I think. And then the new pornographers and then the whole city again. What week is that? The week, the first week of December. Wow. So the Monday is still in November and I'm going to see Jeff Rosenstock. Okay. And then I'm going, going with Billy and Kindle to see the new pornographers. Oh, nice. Oh. Very nice. Should be fun. So when that comes mm-hmm. around, I'll have stuff to talk about. But until then, the balcony is closed, Siskel and Ebert. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there was something we were we were going in a direction. We're talking about the John Bon Jovi thing. <laughs> which is John Bon Jovi. Tico Torres, of course, the great Tico. You're a big fan mm-hmm. of Tico Torres, I know. It's your favorite member of the band Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you listen to the fairy tale of New York, the bon- John Bon Jovi fairy tale? I have not. Ah. Okay. I forgot to, but I should. Um, it's not Christmas music season for me yet, not till after Thanksgiving, but um, I should, I'll put a reminder in my calendar. I usually hold pretty steadfast to that rule as well after Thanksgiving, but I'm kind of like, maybe I'm feeling it a little bit early. No. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I get bored of with it then. So I'm a big, I don't know when I was a kid, cause my birthday's in December. Like we didn't put up Christmas stuff until after my birthday. Mm. Um, now I kind of, I, I associate my birthday with Christmas, but I'm like, if it's up before Thanksgiving that I'm bored of it by the time Christmas actually rolls around and we don't take anything down until January 6th at the earliest. So like may as well just hold off on it. I just like the idea of like your parents being like, if we put stuff up, she's going to flip the fuck out. <laughs> they did it like for my sake but honestly i feel like it was for theirs they just didn't want to put it up any earlier yeah, you were they like- also keep telling me about how like you know they they didn't want to put any of the halloween stuff out early because when i was a kid teenagers would come around and like destroy all your stuff but i was like they don't do that anymore yeah no they really i mean i, I don't know i can't speak for what happens in baltimore maryland but no they really don't. There's no like TPing trees no. and egging I mean, houses that was like, and oh. smashing pumpkins. Tonight, 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 tonight. When Is I he was an anti vaxxer I don't think so. He's just a fucking bald weirdo. Um, okay. I think when I was a kid, all of that stuff, if it happened, happened on the day. So like it would mm-hmm, happen mm-hmm. on Halloween. Like I remember like throwing eggs. Yeah, they they would say, uh, I think the 30th was like the night that was mischief night mm. when that would happen. So they would just put up stuff for Halloween itself and then take it down on November 1st, That's fucking which seems like a lot of work. I remember like throwing eggs, but mostly at f- my friends. Like we would like throw eggs mm. at each other. But then I remember that th- seems like salmonella inducing. Probably was, but like we break yeah. them off, off over each other's heads. Oh, uh, gross. Right? I feel bad for your parents cleaning your clothes. Yeah, well, they were like costumes, so probably just throw them in the fucking garbage to be quick. I remember, like, there was always this rumor that, like, fucking bad kids were coming to the neighborhood and they were going to have balloons that they filled with nair and they were going to pop them on your head and you would lose all your hair. (laughs) That's so specific. I I love it. 
Also, like having used trying out Nair. Sorry, I was like having used, but like trying Nair as like a middle schooler. That stuff is probably hard to get into a balloon. <laughs> well, I mean, it because it never happened. It was just like a thing mm-hmm. that somebody made up, and then all the little kids. Because it was we were like literally like, oh my god, that's we can't. We gotta be so careful. But like nothing, you know, no one was ever really doing. Can very deep mm. voice for a small child. That's what I sounded like. Mm-hmm. I was like a fucking heavy metal singer. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't say it's Anya. <laughs> that would be a correction. Okay. Like if if it went, yeah, if that you would hadn't said anything, it would have been in the corrections. <clears throat> but we're not here to talk about next week's corrections. We're not here to talk about. Uh, the Bon Jovi Memorial rest stop, rest mm-hmm. in peace, <clears throat> rest in peace, John Bon. <laughs> so, We're not here so to talk about Tico Torres. Do you think that they like had like a, a commemoration kind of ceremony where he came and they like uh, broke a bottle of champagne against the rest stop? I would like to think so. I hope so. Yeah, it's so. I wonder f- when he visits his own rest stop. I'm sure it's a big to do. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, John Bond's here. Everybody, oh my God, John Bond's coming. Eleven o'clock. They've got Burger King, yeah. the King of Burgers. Best place. You got Auntie Anne's is there. Nathan's is there. All your favorites are there. But here's the real question: Does it have a Roy Rogers? No. Oh, fuck it then. I'm not stopping. I feel like <clears throat> the Roy Rogers are just on the Turnpike and not on the Parkway. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love her. I, it's such a treat. It's not good, but it's like you don't get Roy Rogers anywhere else. Oh my god! No, it's the. I mean, the curly fries, the roast beef sandwiches. You know, I'm really sad because COVID has really taken apart their condiment bar. Oh, the condiment <laughs> bar. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about condiment bars. We're not here to talk about Roy Mm-mm. Rogers. We're not here to talk about Tigo Torres or um, Bobby Bacala. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation, more specifically <clears throat> Degrassi, the next generation. Episode 811, the 11th episode of the eighth season. It's the 154th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But because of all the two-parters, it's the 125th episode. The name of the episode is Causing a Commotion by the great Madonna. We have already done Madonna, I believe, multiple times. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so, too. So, here's the deal. <clears throat> causing my favorite Stephen Bray song. Who's Stephen Bray? <laughs> he did this song with Madonna. <laughs> causing a commotion? Yeah. What did he write it? The fuck is I don't Stephen know, but Bray? when I <laughs> You got the moves, baby. You got the notion. We get together, we'll be causing a commotion. Here's the question. You ready for this one? I didn't prep you for this and I thought about it. Yeah. I thought about okay. sending you a text message and prepping you, but I decided mm-hmm. against it. Because ultimately there's really uh, easy answer. <clears throat> Cause it a commotion is from the Who's That Girl soundtrack. Who's That Girl, of course, was a movie starring Madonna. Who's that girl? So, Rachel, what is your favorite movie starring Madonna? Oh. If you need me to give you the examples, I can give you the examples. Give me the examples just so I'm sure I'm not missing anything. It's probably going to be the great Evita. I'm sure you're going to pick Evita, the, the <laughs> yeah. great Patty Lupone play that they cast Madonna in. Here's the big ones. Evita. Who's that girl? Uh, desperately Seeking Susan. Dick Tracy. 
and of course, A League of Their Own. And I guess you could oh, say Truth or okay. Dare. If you want to say Truth or Dare, it is technically a movie starring Madonna. Mm-hmm. So I think you could say Truth or Dare. Those were the ones that I thought off the, just off the dome. There's probably more, mm-hmm. but those are like the big ones. Do screen drafts of the Madonna movies. <laughs> um, I actually haven't seen a lot of those. I don't like Evita. Um, no, you can throw Evita right in the garbage. I mean, the one I've probably seen the most and should really say and probably do is A League of Their Own. It's great. And her character is great in it. All the way, May. It's a slam dunk mm-hmm. answer. Perfect movie. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest baseball movies ever made. One of the great comedies of all time. Probably the mm-hmm. best Tom Hanks performance in any fucking movie. You can shove Forrest Gump right up your dick hole. A League of Their Own. <laughs> League of Their Own. It's really hard so to do. So much. Take the movie. <laughs> Take the reels of the film and get them real <laughs> tight like you're rolling a joint yeah, and shove yeah. them up your dick hole. Uh, a League of Their Own, just what a wonderful movie. It's great. I'm going to pick Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, I can't remember if I've ever seen that, which is why I didn't pick it. But that was one that came to mind first. I forgot that she was in A League of Their Own. You should you put it, it on your to watch list because it's one of those mm-hmm. movies that is so fun to watch now. Roseanne Arquette mm-hmm. and Madonna, of course. Um, it's like, it's an, I love, I have a very, I'm like a sucker for eighties movies, just the aesthetic of it. I find them like very fun. It's also a New York movie, which is like Mm -hmm. super fun. I always like a good New York Um, movie. I think it's, and it's, um, directed by, uh, Susan Seidelman, who's like one of the great, like punk directors from that era. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun one. I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I always love it. So I'm going to say Desperately Seeking Susan, though A League of Their Own is a fucking impossible movie to mm-hmm. beat. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Dottie Hinson, of course. Lori Petty. John Lovitz. One of the great John Lovitz performances. I saw him on the street once. Did you? What did he say? Nothing. Oh. He just walked past me. Did he say, <laughs> I noticed that you are reading that interesting book. Callback. I used my eyebrows I'm, a lot. I'm calling back to that he was the guy who hit on you on the subway reading the book. Oh. <laughs> Always great when you got to point out your jokes. <laughs> you, know you, you know you hit a home run when you got to explain it. It's okay. Excuse you tried. That's it's the effort that counts. I see you're reading that Swedish. Is that guy Swedish? What is he? In Norwegian. Norwegian book. I love it. It's one of my favorites. He's Norwegian, but he lives in Sweden, so you weren't really wrong. So <laughs> it's white, white people. Yeah, white people with so many social services. Um, but here we are. We're talking about this episode causing a commotion. You always like to comment on whether or not you think it's a good good name for the show. Yeah, this seemed very literal. <laughs> moves, baby, you got the motion. When we put it together, we'll be causing a commotion. I put causing a commotion on. I listened to it. I put it on my uh, speaker today when I was hanging out with my children. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you do Apple Music, mm-hmm. if you just play a song that's like a randomly on the album, it will then turn that into a like a station and start playing songs. And let me tell you, it turned into a fun little station. There was a okay. Rama song. There mm-hmm. was uh, Janet Jackson. Love will never do without you. That came up. Mm-hmm. Forever Your Girl by Paul Abdul, a song I haven't oh, heard nice. in 20, 15 years. 2015? Mm-hmm. 2015 years. 
which mm-hmm. is a number I just made up. And I yeah, was like, not since 2015. <laughs> you got to remember. I still remembered like all the fucking words. It was wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. So What'd your kids think of it? Max has been like very into like, I've been playing, uh, of course I have, a uh, Red Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. And he's been really, at, like a lot of the songs, he's like, I really like the song. He was really into, uh, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. He was really mm-hmm. into it today. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, he didn't really have much to say about it. Oh, you know what came on was Rude Boy by Rihanna. Rude Boy Boy, can you get it up? Shake it, shake it. That came on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when it's so a long time ago, Adrian took Max to see uh, Spider Man into the. No, that's the play. The Spider Man cartoon, the Miles Morales Spider Man cartoon, which is great. And so she would then play mm-hmm. him the soundtrack, but the soundtrack was all hip hop songs. Oh, okay. So now if Max hears anything that's like a hip-hop beat, he thinks it's from Spider-Man. Gotcha. So Rude Boy by Rihanna started, and he was like, is this Spider-Man? And I was like, yes, because that's how <laughs> I can keep it on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But Anya Bana- it's an Anya Bananya episode. It's not really. Who is this episode about? It's about your favorite and mine. The Shep. The Shep, <laughs> the Shep has been awarded by some unknown body principle of the year which immediately i was like that's not happening that that this is a not a thing that would happen there would mm-hmm. be scrutiny yeah also he's been principal for what like six months yeah also i when they when they started to like do that video and they were saying like the accomplishments being that like the football team is good and like all that kind of like surface shit mm-hmm. i was like oh maybe i could see that happening because it is like very although didn't this episode seem to be like a weird like um indictment of the teachers union because <laughs> it was like they only <laughs> yes. care about like th- they're giving this guy principal of the year because of like the sports are good and then it was mm-hmm. like at the end he was like he, they'll never be able to fire him because my dad says it's impossible to fire a teacher Yes, exactly. even when they're bad. I was like, oh, my God, is this Canadian a teachers unions or something not to mess with? Totally. I or mean, the yeah. principals union. I'm not sure what a union he's in. I know it is. A, it is wild. You really have a hard time firing a teacher. That is true. They put them mm. in the rubber room. You know how many fucking people have tried to pitch rubber room TV shows? So many. Rubber room? Yeah, the rubber room. That's where they put all the teachers who are like on suspension. You literally have to go to, they call it the rubber room, but it's like if you're in the teachers union, they can't fire you. If you're tenured, they'll never be able to fire you, but they can remove you from the classroom. And Mm -hmm. it's for all sorts of like different things. Like some people are really extreme. Some things are just like more administrative or whatever, but you have to report to a building Mm-hmm. Every day for the hours that school is in session. And it's like, they call it the rubber room. Mm. Basically like a jury duty box, but for like disgraced teachers. Mm-hmm. But there was like a world where like when that first, when it first like got, there was like a big article and like an expose about it. And everybody, I remember I was like writing a pilot. I was like, Ooh, rubber room. I'm going to write a rubber room pilot. Everyone's doing <laughs> it. Um, but so the Shep is going to be the principal of the year. Mm-hmm. And he has a run-in early on with our friend Connor. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew his name. Yeah, you did. I'm very impressed. 
Yeah. Connor has a light, a lamp, a desk mm-hmm. lamp that I was unclear a little bit. He, it helps him to like. With the flickering. Right. Of, okay. the, of the monitor. Um, so yeah, this is a medium version. Right. So the chef comes in and he wants some of the media immersion students to like make a video of him. So he says, which one of you geeks wants Friday off? (laughs) I'm impressed this guy's had his job as long as he has. He's just so unscrupulous. Like he doesn't hide it at all. He's just a bastard. I guess when you are getting teacher of the year, you feel like you're untouchable and I can say whatever I want. And he will say whatever he wants as the episode Mm -hmm. progresses in ways. Whatever he wants. He's going to say it. If he does, <laughs> he's going to call her a bitch. And not he's not going to care. He's uh, going to say they're freaks. Say they're freaks. He tells them to try to be more normal <laughs> to start with. Yeah, Claire this- is like such a little Emma, too, fighting for what's right. Yeah, we don't have to go beat for beat through this. What everyone mm. is waiting to hear. Everybody's on Mm -hmm. the edge of their seat because they're like, what does Rachel think of Claire now in this episode? (laughs) We're on Claire watch with Rachel. Anytime there's an episode with Claire, we got to know where is Mm -hmm. the pendulum swinging? Swinging? Are we uh, swinging? Or where is like the, what's this thing? A diagram? What's this called? I'm doing this thing with my finger. I'm going up and down. It's like an up and down. Like a graph or something? A graph. Like, where's the graph? Are we on the bottom? Are we moving up? How are we doing? What do we think? I mean, wow, you're really just jumping right into like how I feel about Claire instead of any want... in this episode. All right. Do you... All right. We can talk about the episode. We'll circle back to this on mm-hmm, Claire. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Claire watch. I mean, you got to keep the people Hashtag guessing. <laughs> we know where I stand because I've mm-hmm. said no matter what, mm-hmm. I am sticking with her. I'm sticking with her. So it's all about you. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just watched this and I've already kind of like yeah. lost well, the Well, Claire, so to kind of like Claire and Connor are good friends. We still have no clue as to how Connor got there. We don't really know what happened to his parents because like Mr. Simpson is like taking him for tests and stuff like <laughs> his parents. It's yeah. very strange to me. Um, so Claire is like very much on uh, Connor's side. So she's like, well, let's all bring desk lamps in. So they all have desk lamps in. Right. Claire. Got, so Basically, we didn't say that the Shep tripped over the desk lamp. Yes. And like any fucking insecure jock asshole, whenever you do something that's your doing, looking like a schmuck for a second, you immediately, he lashes out at Connor. Mm -hmm. And is like, remove this lamp. You cannot have this lamp here. It's a fire Mm -hmm. hazard. He doesn't say that, Mm -hmm. but in those veins. And that's when Claire steps in. She's like, what What the fuck? Like, let him keep the lamp. And he's like, you have detention. He just throws mm-hmm. his weight around and he gives Claire detention, which and like Allie is like, oh, my God, you have to detention is like this huge fucking thing. Right. Mm-hmm. On this show. I had detention. I was like a good student and like teachers liked me and the fucking headmaster at my school like loved me. Mm-hmm. I had detention like all the time. <laughs> it wasn't a big deal. It was like you sat in a classroom for an hour and you did your homework. Like it wasn't really yeah. to these Degrassi kids. Like did, I bet you, you never had detention. I had it twice, twice in your whole life. I had yep. it twice a week. Mm-hmm. 
Mostly I don't remember like, what the first one was for, but the second one was because I was late to graduation practice. When I was, I went to a Jesuit high school mm-hmm. and our detention was called JUG, which if you are went to a Jesuit high school, you'll know stands for justice under God. Oh God. And the idea back in the day was that you would, there was a JUG, like a JUG, like a water JUG, a big water mm-hmm. JUG. And for an hour or however long you were supposed to walk in a circle around it. That's what like JUG was for like hundreds of years ago. For us, it was literally, we just like went and like either sat in a room and did our homework or like cleaned the cafeteria. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. And like, I got it for stupid shit, like being late to class or like, you know, but I got it a lot and it was mm-hmm. not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But on this show, if you get detention, it's a big deal. Look out. We would get it for like, oh, your top button's not buttoned. You know, like for stupid shit. So I guess that's why we get warnings for that stuff. We wouldn't get detention for it. Like my dear friend Alana would get it for her skirt four times a week. But the headmaster like loved her and like he we were Mm -hmm. like his favorite kids because we were like a little bit. uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we would like get in trouble all the time because we would like talk. Uh. But we were funny. So they liked us. Um, so she, so this is when Claire devises a plan that, which is where you were, Mm -hmm. where she had, where did they get all these desk lamps? Uh, They probably brought them from home. They all, so he, she galvanized Mm -hmm. the entire media immersion class to bring in desk lamps because Shep said, if I make a exception for one student, I'd have to make it for all students. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in and he sees they all have desk lamps, Claire's like, well, you said if you had to make an exception for once, so make an exception for all of us. Meanwhile, Snake is fucking loving it. Mm-hmm. He hates the Shep. He hates the Shep. Oh, it's beautiful. He's loving this. So, of course, Shep then gives everybody detention. And he's now and now every now Allie's like mad at her. Mm-hmm. Right. So there are. Uh, like not like mad mad, but she. But just she like, was like, on. "Good move, Claire." Now we all have to go to detention. She definitely mm-hmm. says something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was necessarily "Good move, Claire," but it was something. <laughs> good move, Claire. Mm-hmm. Checkmate. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're all in detention, yeah. and Connor is like bouncing his pencil and mm-hmm. and like knocking it against the table repeatedly, which is fucking annoying even just watching it i'm like oh my god just stop with the fucking pencil it's super annoying Allie can't stand it and so she gets up and she's like uh because uh dom perignon one of the three teachers who works here um has been running detention he seems to be running it a lot he also did the last time when Allie like gave herself detention yeah that's probably Allie's problem is that she's like already had detention recently (laughs) at her own doing well she Yeah. yeah she went into hey Allie, seriously so see uh, Johnny DeMarco. Um, so she gets up and she just like can't take it. So she like takes his pencil and he gets really mad and he spits on her and then he pushes her. Yeah. Yeah. He pushes. He pushes her hard. Well, yeah. she breaks the pencil. Did you say that? Oh, I just thought that she stole it. I didn't realize that she broke it. No, like the last right before the push. I think maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I might be wrong. That's I okay. I, I wasn't, I was just, I think like so wrapped up in what was happening. I missed what happened with the pencil exactly. So it could yeah. be. 
And then he pushed her. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Yeah. He really knocked the shit out of her. She fell down the whole deal. Yeah. And then Claire is like talking to Allie and she's like, you know what he's like? Like, why did you do that? Um, yeah, they don't have like they don't know. Like you said, Snake is take tech, quote unquote, taking him for tests. Yeah. But they don't they know that Connor is a little off, but they don't you know, there's mm-hmm. no diagnosis or anything. Yeah. With what he had. This is when yeah. is this 2000? What year is this? Eight, probably yeah. nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like if it's it's season eight, it's probably two, uh, 2008. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. So so Claire's like defending him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's defending him. She she feels she feels something. She knows she feels for him. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people don't feel for Connor, and she implies also that like he's had it really rough, but we don't know the backstory because we still don't know anything about Connor. No, <laughs> we don't know how he showed up on Snake's doorstep. We don't know <laughs> his parents' relationship to Snake. Yeah, it's like um, Moses. They found him in a. <laughs> showed up in a basket one day yeah, like Moses um, Moses is yeah and like Casey and Allie are seem to be or like a little bit annoyed with Claire but they also probably don't know Connor as well so there's just yeah. kind of a I mean to be fair like Allie's justified in being upset he fucking spit on her and then mm-hmm. pushed her to the ground and then yeah. Yeah. he like refused to apologize he was like yeah. he was like I told her to stop in uh-huh. his in his mind, it was like I gave her ample opportunity to stop, and she didn't. And he's yeah. so he runs out, and then the Shep is like, "Tell Snake he's going to expel Connor from the school," mm-hmm. which um, Claire does not take kindly to. No, so Claire goes over to visit him, and he's like packing up his stuff. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to be like mad about packing up his stuff or anything like that. But what is really funny to me about this whole scene is the fact that like Claire sees him packing his stuff and she's like, oh, my God, all your clothes are the same. And she gets so freaked out by the fact that like all of his clothes are the same. And he's like, you wear a uniform every day. And she's like, it's not the same. You don't have any different clothes. And I was like, if if only this were today, I know people who have like uniforms you know they yeah. just wear the same shit all the time i have multiple red and black plaid shirts i also have multiple jean jackets and i have a lot of sweatshirts which probably could really be like fucking the same sweatshirt so mm-hmm. yeah there you go you got a thing you like you stick with it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wee herman you know Wee herman you open Wee herman's closet it's just a bunch of the same mm-hmm. suits mm-hmm mm-hmm um, so, but when he, when she questions that it upsets Connor and he, he says, you think I'm a freak. That's like mm-hmm. what his, he's getting out of that. Yeah. So she leaves and then goes back to school the next day and she's not wearing the school uniform. Mm-hmm. She's wearing, she's like wearing a clothes. slightly different outfit. It's a regular outfit. I would say she has mm-hmm. like a hoodie and a T and like a shirt. No, she had like a, a. <laughs> She had a cardigan, like a pink plaid uh, cardigan. Right. I guess the pinkness made it seem a little less harsh than the school uniform mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. wears to jug. So what happens here? So she goes back to school and she tells them, Casey and Allie, what? That he's like suspend, uh, expelled? I think so. I watched this yesterday. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. You never know. I watched it right before we recorded. I don't remember. <laughs> 
Well, it turns out then that Connor gets diagnosed with Asperger's, or as they mm. say, Asperger's, which yeah, makes me say, wonder, is this a GIF-GIF situation? Yeah, they say it with a soft G. It's not a diagnosis that's used anymore. Um, it's if someone who would have previously been diagnosed with Asperger's. I'm saying Asperger's because that's what I always said. So I might be me wrong, too. but you know... I still say GIF to this day, even though the creator of them calls them GIFs, because I mean, you know what? He's you got to specify that to begin with. He's wrong because the you peanut butter is G I F. I know it's graphic, but it could have been graphic. <laughs> right. That's a hard G <laughs> in GIF. Exactly. It's not J. Um, so it, anyone who would be diagnosed with that now would be under uh, what they just refer to as autism spectrum disorder. Because yeah. then it's just more of a, a catch-all. I'm not an expert, but, you know, no. I'm just... <laughs> we're certainly not experts, and we're we're very... we. we I, I don't think it's bad to say we were questioning how we were going to handle this, because it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a it's something that we don't know particularly very much about or have too much experience with, so we're trying to be as... Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. and then, yeah. I mean, really personally... Um, the experience that I do have is so varied and it's like, you can't like one person's experience is very different from another. So it's right, not something, exactly. I mean, that's true of a lot of things and especially a lot of things that are on Degrassi, like everyone's experience can be very different of, of different things too. So it's hard to always put your, uh, your stamp or mark on something when true. we're talking about it. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one also because specifically like there has been so much debate around, Asperger's itself and like whether that should be a separate thing but it's also like there's such a range of markers for for autism in general that it's like it it can be so varied uh -huh. right <clears throat> but, in this but case... I mean it's they've been leading up to this with like Connor's really deep interest in robots and moths and stuff as he mm -hmm. describes in this episode and his way of communicating with people and, and Claire keeps going like, Oh, you know how he is, you know how he is right. and stuff, yes. but it's not really explaining anything. And then she implies that like he's been bullied before, but we also don't know. They didn't tell us anything more about that either. Right. So, right. So what happens? So, okay. So, so, so then they go back to school and mm -hmm. Allie and Casey have been producing this video for the chef that they're going to yeah, show God, at this thing. And so we hear like, you know, he's got, they've got a terrible clip of, uh, Holly J <laughs> talking about the chef. That's like not really flattering to him. No, she's um, like, I didn't then, have to run for school president. He just appointed me. Yeah. And then like Shantae's just like, yay, Shep. <laughs> yeah. He, it's also like, you, imagine you are winning an award for principal of the year, yet like your, your last name is Shepard and mm -hmm. your students are calling you the Shep. Like, obviously yeah. this is like yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, two of my friends have a child named Shepard that they call Shep. Well, that's fine. That's different. Yeah. That's a first name. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Claire is like very much like Emma, like she in, in the way that they're painting her now. I don't feel like they really necessarily did totally up to this point, but it's like she is standing by her beliefs about something that is wrong with the school and she is not going to back down from that. So she's courage of her convictions, I would say. Yeah. 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 So she um, kind of stands up to the chef when he's going to record 
he's recording an intro to this video that they've made for him where he's like, I'm so proud to win this award, blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Before all the nice things that are said about him that really need to be edited. And prior to this, Snake has told Claire Mm-hmm. That there is a diagnosis and mm-hmm. basically like explaining like, you know, the social cues that like you and I know he has to learn, like his brain mm-hmm. is just wired a little differently. So now she has context mm-hmm. for what it is when he's recording his intro or whatever. Yes. So she's trying to talk to him about getting Connor back and, you know, she's being a little righteous, you know, in her in her conviction of saying that not to excuse the chef or anything like that, but she's just not, you know, well, she's saying like he has, uh, he has an issue mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you should not be throwing him away. Mm-hmm. And the chef is not, does not take to this. No, he call, he says to her, you're a little bitch. First. And he says Degrassi will be better off with one less of you little weirdos. Yeah. And all of this is recorded by Allie and Casey. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said, I couldn't believe the gall of him to say, and you're what a little weirdo. No, you're oh, a little the B-I-T-C-H. I was like, yeah. whoa, no. Of course they were recording it. Yeah. Well, I almost feel like that's just like mean, but in uh, like calling like, them weirdos is really cruel that's so cool in in a different way it's like i almost find that worse but it's just like one less a principal would say that that's the whole thing like this guy is unhinged he's russell crowe stars in the movie unhinged is what i rubber room send him to the rubber room Mm -hmm. so they end up instead of showing the pre-recorded video they show this pre-recorded video yeah there's a whole assembly with like the head of the school board mm-hmm. all the students are sitting in chairs they're gonna watch this video mm-hmm. shep is like i'm just gonna rec- i'm just gonna go up and say my piece live mm-hmm. so he does and, then- and he also all of that that he had just said to claire gets broadcast in front of everyone and claire stands up and Starts talking about how awful he is as a principal. And then um, Jane stands up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know why? Yeah. And it's and it's like, I'm impressed that she went through all that bullshit. With, I mean, I guess that after everything, she's probably just like happy to be playing football and, and all of that. But like, he was awful to her. Horrible. And Danny stands up with her. And then more students start standing up and kind of walking out. It was very satisfying mm-hmm. to have that happen i really loved it i mean it was probably mm-hmm. pretty unrealistic but god bless claire and casey and Allie because they were like yeah. we'll fucking do it and it all started with a desk lamp and they all walk out and they're yelling no more shep no more shep and then the school board president or whatever is like claire what is a what's this all about and she like asks her about it mm-hmm. so then we've got um Snake is the principal. Mm-hmm. Temporarily, but you know, that's not going to be the case. What a joy. Such a joy. And, and Connor yeah. gets to stay at the school. So maybe we will eventually find out like how he ended up at Snake's house. Maybe, maybe that'll be, nice. I mean, that might be asking too much. Um, and he so. was just happy to have a diagnosis. Cause he's like, well, now I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I can, he's like, now I know why I'm weird. And then Claire's like, we're all, we're all weird. weird. Yeah. Which I liked. I like mm-hmm. all those weird. I like them. The little weirdos. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be better off with one less of you weirdos. I couldn't even, I was like, he has oh. to go to a workshop. Yeah. And then someone was like, my mom said the workshop is actually anger or uh, sensitivity training. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to weirdos. fire a teacher. I love it. Good stuff. <laughs> there was also like a bit where Connor was like, I realize like I, I bore people by talking about robots all the time and things like that. I have to be cognizant of that. And um, Claire was like, I'm not bored by that. I like it. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Claire's all right. Yeah. Are we going to do Claire watch now? Or are we doing it at the end? You want to do Claire watch at the end of the episode? Claire watch at the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. Be story. Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that started the Jerry Seinfeld thing. I mean, because it's B movie, but. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> but now it can never end, apparently. Nah, it's never going to end. I feel like you wait for it. I do. I do. Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old when he was like in his early 40s. <laughs> um, so this is a Anya Bananya story. A Savanya Bananya. It's a Savanya. 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 Bananya. So Anya Bananya has been taking to be she's she's weakened her resistance to Sav since he got the shit beat out of him by Riley. Mm-hmm. Deservedly so, kind of. <laughs> and Jerry Riley Seinfeld. didn't get very much of um, a suspension because he has to play football and the Shep is like, nah. <laughs> God, the Shep sucks. And Sav's broken nose is so bruised through this whole episode. It's it really pretty is. funny. It really is. I feel bad, but it is really funny to me. Somebody says something to the ship about like when he's like yelling at the students in the media immersion, like, well, maybe if it was football, you would think differently because everybody mm-hmm. knows all this guy cares about is football. I hate this guy. I'm so glad he gets taken down. The they pull the banner down too. There's like a, the ship is the principal of the year and it gets pulled down. Mm-hmm. Wonderful stuff. But anyway, Savanya Bananya. Uh, yeah. So Anya's been like hanging around more and, and Sab is talking with Danny about it at the beginning and saying like, Hey, like, I know that this happened, but also like she's around more. Yeah. Maybe she loves me again. And he, she, mm-hmm. and then she, he try she comes over and they're talking and then he tries to kiss her. He tries to give her a hot kiss. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing, dog? You're not going to give me a hot kiss. She's like, no, no hot kisses from like, you. I thought maybe you loved me again. She was like, I oh, a chaste kiss, me. maybe, but no hot kiss. Just a chaste little, like, closed mouth peck on the lips. Um, and she's like, I do love you, dude, but the thing is, you're never gonna stand up to your fucking parents. So what am I gonna do? I love Anya. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's great. I love her little braces. Yeah, she's great. She's great. <laughs> All of her stickers. Yeah, his, yeah. Her stickers. Now that she's not just like following Holly J around, she's more interesting. <laughs> they dyed her hair so she didn't look exactly like mm-hmm. Holly J. Exactly. She's really her own, her own person. I'm loving it. So, I mean, the issue with Sav is like family or Anya. Yeah. Famia and Anya. Famia. So, Sav decides he's going to tell his dad about Anya Bananya. 
Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, great. You should have her come to the house. Sav's like, weren't you 17 once and had cr- like liked girls? And he was like, of course. I was, you know, mm-hmm. was the swing in 60s. I don't know. It probably wasn't. <laughs> How probably old was he? Wasn't the swing in 60s. <laughs> the swing in 80s. Yeah, the swing in 60s, baby. Um, so he says, bring her over for dinner. We'll all hang out. It'll be nice. So... Sav at school gives Anya Bananya a box, tells her to open mm-hmm. it, and she opens it, and it's a fork. And she's like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was pretty cute. He's like, you're mm-hmm. going to need it when you come over to my parents' house to eat dinner. And she was like, oh, my God, thank God. And I was just like, ooh, yeah. And the art teacher is just like, all right. Because they kiss. They kiss. In class. The art teacher literally says, love, enjoy it while you're young and beautiful. And that mm-hmm. was the best part of the episode. I can't wait to get to know that teacher better. Yeah. We're probably never going to see her again. No. <laughs> they gave her $11 for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was sort of hyped up for this dinner because I thought it was going to be pretty mm-hmm. disastrous. Oh, before the dinner, when they're in class and they kiss, um, and the art teacher was talking about Romeo and Juliet just before that, they play some like medieval music in the background, and it reminded me of like the early episodes yeah. of the show. Oh, it was so great. Those great music cues. Mm-hmm. Needle drops. Yeah, I feel like they've been using like real bands. Like, they ha- or like their version of a real band, which is just like yeah, they yeah. have like someone pretend to play a Blink-182 song. Yeah. <laughs> the timing and structure. Did you hear? Next. Can't say it. Yeah. So um, so they go to the dinner. The dinner's not a total disaster. The parents are very polite. Mm-hmm. Anya makes a dish. And uh, but they say they lay it out on the table. They're like, listen, Sev, we gotta be honest. Tradition's mm-hmm. tradition. You're you know, yeah. it's very They're like, we don't care if you convert to Islam, you're still yeah. not Indian. Sorry. She's like <laughs> doesn't matter it's very easy to lose your roots so we our way of keeping our roots and strong is to listen whenever people are people Mm -hmm. so why should it be you and i (laughs) should get along so awfully so anya's like i appreciate your honesty i feel like i should leave and she leaves and sav's Mm -hmm. like i'll walk you out she's like don't bother Mm -hmm. and she's kind of mad She's mad because she says he didn't stick up for her, but rock in a hard place in that scenario. He walked mm-hmm. into that thinking it was going to go one way and it went the opposite yeah. way. And it's like, you're sort of like shell shocked. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. But he tells her, he says, well, I did stick up for you. Unfortunately, it was after you left, but I told them I was not going to stop seeing you. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, Savanya Bananya. Because he said, actually, he said, it's my life and it's now or never. Like Frank is settled down in my way. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, like Frankie it's said, could on, you admit? Yeah. It's on. Yeah. Frank Sinatra would punch John Bon Jovi in the fucking mouth. <laughs> and not that that's good or bad. I kind of, th- not a big Frank Sinatra fan. Sorry. I know everybody. Also from New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> I think Frank Sinatra sucks, to be quite honest with you. On the fucking underdog, it's a da da ba da 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 Fucking Frank Sinatra. People who like are young and love Frank Sinatra, I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. 
Do they wear fedoras all It's the just time? like, come on. Oh, when the shark bites. I know that's not Frank Sinatra, but <laughs> fucking like crooners. It's like, how square could you get? Listen, I know that like when Frank Sinatra was not square and he like was drunk all the time and like was cool. Mm-hmm. And, but it's so like hibbity bibbity bop. Girls, let me see you. Let me see you shake your fanny. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck Frank Sinatra. Seriously. You know, oh I make God. fun of the Beatles and I say that the Crowded House song is better than the Beatles songs, but I love the Beatles. So I do it with like mm-hmm. a, it's a little bit of a goof. Mm-hmm, fuck Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra, though. Fuck Frank Sinatra. <laughs> fuck Frank Sinatra. What's like a big Frank Sinatra song? Uh, like I'm doing this. Know. I'm snapping my fingers. <laughs> I don't know like which songs are his way. That's like Frankie said I did it my way. Yeah. In the wee small hours of the morning. What fucking boring fucking bullshit. Can you imagine like if in the 40s like Blink 182 just existed? Like everyone's listening to Frank Sinatra and then out of nowhere. Imagine Blake when he sings. There's these like guys running around in underwear. <laughs> but still playing crooner-ish songs, but like their versions of them. <laughs> when the shark bites with his teeth, dear. Like like Richard Cheese. <laughs> uh, all this to say fuck Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so hey, it's my Mia life. Hey, Mia Farrow, my... come over here. Let me see you shake your fanny over here. Give me a cigarette. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck Frank Sinatra. So it's my life is what Sav says, which took us down this Fuck road. Frank Sinatra. Sorry if anybody's a big Frank Sinatra fan, but I think it's a little weird if you are, to be honest. I'm just saying. <laughs> I understand young people. Are you saying that? Are you calling people little weirdos? No, it's good to be weird. I'm saying it in a good way. Good job. Enjoy it. No, I didn't say weirdos. I said it's a little bit like, why do young people love? It's boring. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she tells him she loves him. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're good. They're back. It's very together. sweet. They're back. T- I liked it a lot. I w- this was a very slight little story, B story, but I mm-hmm. liked it nonetheless. Yeah, not a lot happened in it. It was quick. Fly me to the moon and let me play amongst the stars. Shut up. No, thank you. Also, here's his big song. You want to know what his fucking bit one of his big songs is? It's up to you, New York. Let me introduce you to fucking Liza Minnelli, who will eat Frank Sinatra's lunch singing that song. She fucking Mm. sings it so much better than he does. That's life. Come fly with me. Come. It's all the same. I'm sorry. (laughs) I looked up his songs, so I'm now reading all of his. It's up to you, New York. Listen, if you like Frank Sinatra's version of New York, New York, more than Liza Minnelli's version of New York, New York, you're a fucking cop. End of story. (laughs) Anyway, Rachel. Yes. Um, we like to rank these episodes on a scale of one to 10 by how much they go there. Cause of course the tagline when the show ran in the U S on the noggin was it mm-hmm. goes there. I'm assuming they dropped it by now, but we're still doing it. So yeah. it goes there means how, how crazy was it? How much, how surprising? Oh my goodness. That's a taboo topic that a, a normal show wouldn't touch. Wouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. having said all of that, it's a patented scale. No one else can use it. One to 10. One being the lowest, mm-hmm. ten being the highest. How much 
do you think episode 810, uh, sorry, 811, causing a commotion, went there? I gave it a three. Mm -hmm. I don't think it goes there very much. I mean, you could call being called a bitch or a weirdo by your principal or by your principal or Connor pushing Allie and spitting on Allie mm -hmm. like higher things. But I feel like the way they treat it, it shouldn't be higher than that. Yeah. They, they treat it like low level kind of stuff. They treat it like it's lightly going there. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why I didn't go higher. It was, it was partly because like it could go higher based on those things. Um, and Sav being told he needs an Indian spouse also is, is interesting after his parents like being like, sure, bring her over. Yeah. Now we're just going to be blunt about this. And they're, to be um, fair, they are also complimentary of Anya. They say like, mm -hmm. what, I'm so glad he has such a lovely friend. Like they're very, mm -hmm. you know, they're with the times, but also yeah. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why I went with the three. I think you could go higher, but I didn't really get a vibe of it being higher than that. Yeah. A funny thing is when like Shep calls uh, Claire a B-I-T-C-H, it's mm -hmm. like um, th there's like a shock, a shock of it all. And then mm -hmm. he sort of like walks out of the room and then in a weird way, she's like happy. Like she gets a big smile on her face because she's like, oh mm -hmm. shit, we got him. Like almost like yeah. it was good. And it was like it, it, it brought us to the triumphant mm -hmm. moment that I loved mm -hmm. seeing. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. not like a pretty, I'm almost thinking like we could talk after season eight, but this might be a dead set uh, segment because these episodes aren't the, aren't the like, original degree they're all sort of like twos threes and fours great. Yeah. no they're I good like episodes but i don't think they i loved this episode don't get me wrong i yeah. loved it yeah. 10 and 2 in that way because i don't really yeah. think it goes there i think it's crazy that the ship calls her that word and calls them weirdos but also like the ship's been kind of doing that since the whole time so does it really go there yeah. i don't know yeah um i appreciate the treatment of uh, the Connor character, I thought they did a nice job, mm. especially with his friends sort of rallying him around him. And also it should be noted that at the end of that, Connor says, apologizes to Allie and is like, I realize when I need to, I'm trying to get better about these like social cues. And one of those things is realizing when I should apologize. And he's like, I'm very sorry that I pushed mm -hmm. you. And she says, I'm sorry too for doing, breaking your pencil or taking your pencil or whatever. So mm -hmm. I thought that was good. I love the episode. This is my low rating on it going there. You said a three. I always mm -hmm. go one up or one down. I'll go one mm -hmm. up. I'll say a four, but that's still nothing. Um, mm -hmm. It's not an indictment on the episode. It's just it wasn't no, particularly no, no. controversial. This is your big moment. It is. Um, yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure. You stopped abruptly. And I was oh, like, sorry. Yes, no, I yeah. I'm, no. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so I waited a minute, and then I was oh, like, no, wait, no, I waited too long. <laughs> I love it. That could be your cold open. <clears throat> so, Patrick. Only time anybody calls me Patrick in my life <laughs> is when you kick this <laughs> kick this off. It's only for this segment. <laughs> it's, it's, it just really, like, I love it. brings about a level of seriousness uh -huh. that, like, maybe you don't have in your daily life. Yeah. I mean, when you got married, did they say Patrick or did they say Patrick, Pat? Patrick. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm bringing that level of seriousness to... It's funny, I introduce myself to new parents as Patrick usually. But then if I become friends with him, it's like Pat. Yeah. Oh, interesting. 
I think if I had a longer name, I wouldn't in- introduce myself by that longer name. I'd just be like, no, this is my name. Yeah, your name is pretty long, though. Rachel, it's just two syllables. But there's no, there's no, like, like, Pat is a well-known abbreviation. Yeah. Any abbreviation for Rachel is just, as a nickname, it's more personal. It's not, like, a name that you could right. just go by. Rachie. You're yeah, like, yeah, I, you always I, introduce yourself. I'm, I'm Rachel. I, oh, I was named after the famous character from the show Friends. The Friends. <laughs> yeah, 10 I years named after, after I was Friends. born. Yeah, my, I was named after that character because I'm mm-hmm. 22. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patrick. Yes, Rachel. In these episodes, we like to like go through all the characters and we go, you know, there's a lot of important people in Degrassi and they really mean a lot to the show. But if we only had to pick one of them to get a rest stop on the Garden State <laughs> Parkway of Canada, hey, Frank Sinatra. which might be which might be the train, the night train to Stouffville stop. Yeah, that would be where it is. Yeah. Um, if you had to choose one of these characters who would be awarded their name in lights on the rest stop on the night train to Stouffville. Changes. Who would it week. be? Changes every week. They only <laughs> occupy it for a week, unless they yeah, win it multiple really times in a row, and then that that would be. A different it's place. very expensive to get those lights made up every time. But uh, shout out to the teacher who said, "Enjoy it while you're young and beautiful, or young mm-hmm, and pretty." Because mm-hmm. also a little creepy that she like told her students they were beautiful, mm-hmm. um, but she seemed to be like a hippy dippy kind of a teacher of some sort. Yeah, yeah. I personally, it's it, it, I, I kind of don't. This feels like a just a up and down Claire episode for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire is the cat. I mean, I guess she's not the catalyst. The catalyst is technically Connor, but Claire taking up the no. Cause, but she's the one who fights for him yeah. in the same way that Emma used to fight yeah. for things that she believed in in school. She takes up a righteous cause, mm-hmm. approaches it very righteously mm-hmm. and gets shit done and convinces mm-hmm. her friends to go along with her. The first time they get a little bit upset but by the second time they're super into it. And they also understand it's a group effort. I think the whole a story, mm-hmm. th- th- there could be an argument for Connor as well, probably maybe, mm-hmm. but because I think the active party is Claire and I think she's active in, in all the right ways, even if maybe she gets a little bit, Long winded. I don't really even know. I I, I just like mm-hmm. I liked her in this episode. So I'm gonna go Claire as my mm-hmm. most valuable Degrassian this week. How about you, Rach? Well, there were a lot of good people in this episode. Like Agreed. you know, sometimes we get here and we come around and I'm like, oh my god, like you know, clearly this is a so and so episode, but like they were terrible totally. in it. And um, I feel like I like how what Sav did, and you know, I um. I feel for Connor and it's like about him, but yeah, you're right. It's like not a lot about him, but like all of his friends that stand up for him and stuff. It's just like, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not a great episode for the Shep. Um, I would say so no to him, but you know, the end of the day, that says Claire. It does say Claire. It says Claire. So we're on Claire watch. So Claire watch the needle Mm -hmm. spiked. The needle spiked up this week. The needle spiked. Did not hate Claire in this episode. No, she was she was perfectly. No, she didn't. She didn't bother me no. really, except for the time when she was like, "All your clothes are the same." That was the only. It's thing also that like me. a thing that if you see it, mm-hmm. you register it, 
and you keep it to yourself. <laughs> it's not like yeah, you go, exactly. What I was a just strange. Like, that's th- a, that's a, talk about social cues. Like, <laughs> why do you have five of the same T-shirt? It's like just be quiet. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I think, yeah, she's, yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you going to do? It's Claire. It's, it's Claire all day, all the way. Hey, it's me, Frank Sinatra. I got something I want to say for a second. Just kidding. It's Claire all day. I like Claire myself. I'm going to sing a song about it in the wee small hours of the morning. I'm so glad I got that. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I got that Frank Sinatra shit, shit off my chest. You've been just holding that in for. I feel years. like I didn't even realize it until I let it out, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Fuck Frank Sinatra." Wonder if anybody's going to be mad about that. Maybe we'll find out. I apologize if you like Frank. Sinatra, if you are, write us an email at every episode. Yeah, tell me at gmail. A, what, a, what a legendary <laughs> artist fucking Frank Sinatra is. Fuck yeah, off. you can spam Pat on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can yeah. find us on Facebook and Please. post your favorite Frank Sinatra videos in the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group, or you can also find us on Dean Podcast, but I don't think that you can post anything there. Um, and of course, you can always uh, support us on Patreon. Get some fun bonus episodes. We're going to watch some Christmas movies coming up. We've got one with Nina Dobrev and then we've got another one with, uh, Savanya Savanya Bananya. Yeah. Yeah, So it's going to be great. Yeah. The Christmas season is the holiday season. That's probably fun. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you with all the broomheads because I have to tell the Mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. I do have the Frank Sinatra Christmas album on vinyl. Of course you do. So I can't lie. I do it. I got those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. I like that. That's just pretty dope. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I'm into it. Doesn't hate Frank Sinatra as much as we all thought he did. I fucking hate him. He's such a whack. Like, my whole thing is like, why? Why Because it was a different time. Why him? I don't Could know. Have been I'm not that much of an expert. In you this. love Frank. You love. Oh, f- no, oh, I have no feelings. Mr. Blue Eyes. I love. I'm Rachel. My favorite singer is Mr. Blue Eyes. Oh, I keep snapping my fingers. Look out. Are we in a jazz club? Look out. Mr. M- Frankie Blue Eyes. Fucking Frank's <laughs> The Jets going to fight the shark soon? There's That's so much what it snapping. is, though. It's like, hey, I sing it like a fucking. Hey, give me a kiss, you dame. I feel like that's kind of something he said. <laughs> the misogyny that just dripped off of Frank Sinatra. I mean, obviously it was a different time, but like, come on. Let me see your hiney. <laughs> oh my God. Don't you think so? You said that? Broomheads and Dope Monkeys. That's it for this week. Um, we will be off next week for Thanksgiving. So you can take your time to really think and see about your love of Frank Sinatra and tell Pat about it later. Uh, <laughs> I don't like, and I think a lot of us don't like the reasoning behind Thanksgiving, but I hope that if you are in the U.S. that maybe you get to spend some time with family. Yeah. Um, and enjoy a day off of work. If you're not working for a place that is open on Thanksgiving, um, or just to kind of have a little bit of togetherness. You're going to go to the parade, the Thanksgiving parade with the Macy's parade. No, I'm going to watch it on TV. That's what I always do. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like at some point I'm going to have to take my children to it. Um, you should take Max to the night before when they're blowing up the balloons. 
It's more fun. You mean this year? That's only I've never been I've never been to actually go to the parade. I just go to see them. Oh, I used to go to the parade when I was a young man. My parent, mm-hmm. my father would always take me. Mm. How old were you? I don't know. Six, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old. I feel like you get bored standing around though. But there's an energy. I used to get I used to get bored watching the parade as a kid. But on the TV, <laughs> it's different. And, yeah. uh, live, there's an energy to it. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you're waiting and you're like looking and like the things come and it's yeah. like there's something new every... Yeah, and so I guess it was to get out of your mom's hair so that she couldn't make Pretty much, food. yeah. And then old Mr. Frankie Blue Eyes would come and sing, come fly with me, come fly, let's fly Did he lip sync? Like they all do these days. Strangers in the night. So fucking square. That's my <laughs> so thing. Anyway, it. It's the squarest music. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Right? Actually, we might not be back in two weeks because that's the week that I'm going to 100 concerts. Yeah, we had to figure that one out. I was going to talk to you about that after this. So we might be back in three weeks. But listen, we said we were coming back for every week. We did three in a row. So we got to take two mm-hmm. weeks off now. So it goes. We love you, broomheads. We do. Have a nice holiday.